Welcome to Harvest Australia Church Podcast. We're so glad you're listening today. We pray this blesses you and encourages you. And if you want to get in touch with us or find out more about our ministry, please check out our website or social media. We pray you have a great day. And I believe this is what I'm to share this morning is we're coming into, and you and me, we're coming into a commissioning season. A commissioning season where God is going to commission you, like Karen was sharing about the love mission. That's part of it. It's, it's part of activating and participating in the kingdom. Because do you know what? Here's something I heard this week. I had to look it up because I like to know my facts. And when some radical statements are made, I think, hmm, is that true? Anyway, so I heard uh, Graham Cook shared and he said, you know, the kingdom is mentioned more than 100 times in the Bible, but church is only mentioned a few times. And I thought about that and I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I'm with that. And then with a little more conversation, God really loves his kingdom. And you and I are called to operate in his kingdom. Yes, sometimes it looks like the church and the body and we work together and we love unity and, and we believe in that. You know that. But he's on about his kingdom, not ours. And if we can just release what God's given us in our degrees in the kingdom, in our knowledge, our wealth, our understanding. And, and, you know, often Karen and I say it, we've got such a mature in the kingdom bunch of people, you guys. So much knowledge, so much hunger, reading, praying, doing all the right things that this year we want to release you. We want to commission you. We want to commission you to do incredible things and any way we can help and serve and, and operate like that together, we want to do that. Now, the danger, and, and my nature is a fairly cautious nature. So the danger in someone saying a radical statement like that is the two or three people who, who maybe carry passion but struggle to connect with the body, they grab hold of that. And they go, right, there's my license to do whatever I want and, and I'm going to go and do my thing. No, it's not that at all. That's not the kingdom. Because the kingdom, the kingdom loves the body of Christ, loves the body of Christ. And so then we learn to actually operate even better together. The organization doesn't override the kingdom. The kingdom invades the organization. And so when we actually dwell through some of this stuff, and I'm hoping I'll just leave a lot of questions with you today. And that's, that's really a healthy, healthy thing. I left the last couple of days, I left with so many more questions that I came with. I was much more set and organized going into that thing than when I left. When I came back, I'm like, okay, what does it look like to live in the kingdom? What does it look like for you this week to be operating in the kingdom of God? Or the kingdom of heaven. Or it's said once, I think, in the New Testament, the kingdom of Christ. What does it look like? What does it look like? It's easy to have a format like church, isn't it? And that's why in the West we, we love church. And if we can build church, it, it, you know, if we can build it bigger, we're doing well. And all of that's great. And we desire that too. But ultimately, that's not the commands of Jesus, is it? So let's read a few commands or a few desires of the heart of Jesus, and we might just be able to answer some of these questions. So here's Jesus preaching the Sermon on the Mount, famous sermon. 
and he addresses a whole lot of topics, but he never addresses the church. He never addresses how to do things. He never addresses um, a lot of organization and structure. He never addresses some of the, the stuff that we put a whole lot of time and resources in. Here's his opening statement. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, this is not typically a motivational opening statement for someone to be preaching. You'd think Jesus would know better, really, wouldn't you? I mean, if he's going to get YouTube hits, his opening statement has to be one that grabs you. It has to be one that really draws you in. But he starts with, blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I was reading through this and I was thinking about it. And it's interesting because he comes in with this double barrel shotgun straight to the heart kind of preaching straight after healing all the sick. Normally in our style, if we've just healed all the sick, we're out at the DVD table buying all the DVDs of what just happened. But Jesus then goes for the heart and he says, hang on, I've done all this stuff only to show you really what the kingdom looks like. And the poor, the needy, and it's not financially poor, it's those who are poor in spirit, those who are empty in their spirits and who know they need filling up, they will receive the kingdom. They will operate in the kingdom. Sometimes we can get so full of ourselves and full of busyness and full of our own ideas and, and, and it's all out of the right motives ultimately because we want to, that's why we're here because we love Jesus and we want to see his kingdom. But sometimes we forget what the kingdom really looks like. The kingdom is a kingdom of the heart. It's all about your heart and my heart and how we operate. What motivates us? What motivates us to come to church on a Sunday? What, what's the motivation I'm, you know, Ryan's motivated by coffee. <laughs> and he loves Jesus even more. But what, what motivates us? Because ultimately, if what motivates us is maybe someone else having to drag us here or someone else having to encourage us, and that's all good. We do that to each other. But ultimately, it's for his kingdom, his kingdom. His kingdom, not your kingdom, not my kingdom, His kingdom. And the kingdom of God, we can't see it. We can't necessarily touch it. We can't, our senses, it's a whole different realm of sensory, um, you know, awareness. But when we become aware of what His kingdom really looks like, it actually undoes us a little bit. Is that, is that okay? You're feeling just a little bit undone? I don't, you know pretend to know all about this stuff because, to be honest, the more I read the Beatitudes, the less I know. I read this stuff and I'm like, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they'll be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. In so often in our lives, there's so many other motivations that we think are the fast track to getting more of God. Maybe it is a, a conference. There's nothing wrong with that. We'll have them. We like them. We enjoy them. They're good times. But ultimately, it's about your heart and Him. Your heart. What motivates you in the kingdom? 
What mo- this week, what will motivate you to read his word? Will it be someone encouraging you? It's good. I do it. It's, it's really good. Or will it be a motivation from heaven? A motivation from heaven. A, a call of God. Each and every one of you, including us, is called to be disciple makers. Those who release the kingdom of heaven. It looks different. You can't compare yourself to anyone else. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, you know, confusing track to go down if we try and compare ourselves with how everyone else is doing and you know, I don't even do it anymore, even this week with other pastors. I'm, I'm not worried. You know, some are doing great. Some aren't doing so great. It's okay. We have a mandate personally from heaven to fulfill. Every one of us. Every one of us has a mandate from heaven. And it starts with blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom. Wouldn't you love it if, if I could physically manifest the kingdom of heaven to you right now? Like you know, just in a fishbowl or something, just tip it in your lap. If I could just download all of those treasures of the kingdom of heaven into your lap this morning, I mean, seriously, I'd be the first in line to just receive that, to try and understand that. But what Jesus is saying here is first you have to be empty. First you have to be needy of the kingdom. First you have to actually desire the kingdom. First you actually have to hunger and thirst and be in a posture of of heart so that it's easy for him to come and just walk in, come and show his treasures. Because he doesn't show his treasures to proud people. He doesn't show his treasures of his heart to full people. I think there's a Chinese proverb that goes something like that. You know, a cup that's already full, there's no point in giving any wisdom to it. It's already full. And, And so... People who want to receive wisdom of the kingdom need to be empty. And so I want to empty us out this morning. I drank a lot of water, so I'm, I've done a few trips of emptying out this morning. Um, can everyone stand for a minute? Do you just want to practice with me being empty a little bit this morning? And uh, maybe lift your hands, posture, just close your eyes and just... The kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's what the Bible says. The kingdom, his kingdom, Jesus' kingdom is at your hand right now. It's not in the future. There's more of the kingdom in the future. But the kingdom of heaven is at hand right now. And blessed are the humble. Blessed are those who are empty or poor or needy. Blessed are those who seek after it. For you will receive the kingdom of heaven. Lord, I pray even this morning that you would allow us to see your kingdom and you in a way maybe we never have before. And we say, let the kingdom of God come. Let the kingdom of God come. Let your presence fall in this place. 
Lord, we pray even this morning that we would get a glimpse of what it looks like to live in the kingdom, not in humanity and all our problems and all the busyness and all the confusion, not trying to work everything out ourselves, but actually living motivated by a king. Motivated by a king. In your kings, in the king's domain, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of Christ. You reign in our lives. You reign in this church, Lord. We pray, Lord, undo things that need undoing. Release things that need releasing. Lord, take away things that are distractions. Take away our pride. Get rid of our pride. And Lord, we pray you would release your kingdom of power and of love. Even here this morning, Lord Jesus, we pray that we'd be recipients of that. I want you to stir up some hunger right now. Begin asking for it. Begin asking for it. Don't wait for me. Let the kingdom be your motivation. Let the king be your motivation. Yes, Lord Jesus. If I was playing footy right now, you would not motivate me at all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be honest, but man, Jesus, help us. Help us, help us, help us. Are you motivated by Christ? Then get motivated by Him. It's not me. It's not anyone else. It's Jesus, your Saviour, your Redeemer, your Lover, the Passionate One, the One who cries out. He intercedes for you and for me and for this region. I tell you, He's commissioning. His commissioning cry is going out over Harvest Australia Church even today. Do you hear it? Do you hear it? Be motivated by Jesus. Be motivated by Him. Fall in love with Him. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Jesus, we want to be motivated by you. We want to be poor in spirit so that we might see the kingdom, the real kingdom, not our kingdom, your kingdom, your kingdom. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done here in our midst today in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Be motivated by Him. Be motivated by Him. Be motivated by Him. Just place a hand on your heart if you're hungry for this. And just receive and pray with me. Lord Jesus. I want you to be my motivation. Show me how. Reveal the kingdom to me. And get rid of everything else. Reveal your heart for me. And do great things. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
Yeah. Some of you did that last night after Port Powell's win. Some of you will do it this afternoon when the Crows win. Will we be motivated by Christ? Motivated by Christ. The person, the person, the person of Jesus Christ. I want to be motivated by him. See, we're on dangerous ground here this morning. We're just, we're on dangerous ground. We're in rare territory for, for churches on Sunday morning these days. We're in rare territory. It's so much easier right now just to, let's, let's just shut things down. Let's move on. What do we move on to? Roland Baker says it all the time. What do you move on to? Let Jesus be your motivation this morning. Let him be your motivation. Lord, we ask you would show us what it looks like to really live in your kingdom. We ask for demonstrations of power and of love. Shika Baba. Yeah. Shika Baba. Shika Baba. Shika Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Mm. Mm. If you've got pain in your body right now, I just want to release healing right now. Just place your hand on, you know, wherever that is, or on your head. Or... And Lord, we pray right now, right now, for a release of heaven in this place. The touch of Jesus Christ on sickness, on ailments, on pain, on weariness, on depression, on back pain and stiffness, on blood disorders, on organs that are malfunctioning. Lord, we pray right now the healing power of Jesus to be released right through bodies in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord, for healed disorders. Thank you, Lord, for healed areas of our bodies. Lord, for sickness to flee. And Lord, we just say, release healing. Release healing. Release healing. 
Release healing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Awesome. Well, you can grab a seat for a minute. I'm just going to sort of round things off somehow, somewhere. Not really sure how, but <laughs> that our heart really is that today God would deposit something of his kingdom that we've never seen before. So that when we look at problems, we see possibilities. And that's not mine. I copied that one. It's a good one, though. <laughs> when we have problems around us, we would say, what is a kingdom solution? What does a kingdom solution look like with this situation? Hey, I need this more than anyone. So, you know, I'm listening to the podcast uh, this week with this one just to see what God says. But it, it's big stuff, isn't it? It's big stuff when you tackle the kingdom and really what it looks like. The pure in heart will see God. How often do we focus on our own purity? If we really want to see God, how often do we do a little self-analysis on our own purity? Because we'll see God if we actually ask the Lord for his purity. We probably can't do it in and of ourselves. I really can't. I always need to ask him again and again. I try. I go in the sauna. I detox everything I possibly can. But you need the kingdom. You need the kingdom to do it, don't you? We need the king. I'm sort of really stuck at verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Because, you know, the world tells us blessed are the successful because they'll receive everything. Blessed are the rich. Blessed are the healthy. Blessed are the thin. Blessed are the beautiful. Blessed are all of these traits that we idolize. The world idolizes and goes after and says, this is how you must be to be successful. And Jesus comes and he heals every sick person every disease that was brought to him. And then he says, here's what the kingdom looks like. And my challenge when I was reading this was, if I just had the greatest healing meeting on earth, what would I be doing post that experience? Would I be then saying, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. No, we'd generally be preaching fire. This is how you do revival. This is how you see the kingdom. You know, Bang, 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 self-marketing, self so to speak. But it's not the kingdom. It's not the kingdom. He owns it. We don't own it. He owns it. And so it has to look like him and sound like him. It's confusing. And believe me, I have not got this thing worked out at all. So don't even ask me what it looks like because I don't even know. But he's commissioning us. He's commissioning you and me as a people. We were created right back from the beginning, read Genesis 1, and you'll find one of the incredible character traits of God is he is a procreator. He's a procreator. He created Adam and Eve to go forth, multiply, populate the world. Procreation. He loves procreation. That's why abortion is such an antichrist thing because it's anti-procreation. God is a God who procreates. And wherever his kingdom is, 
it will multiply. And that's what I believe he wanted to do today was scatter seed and stir you and stir me into becoming exporters, procreators of the kingdom. So the seed has been in us for many, many, many years. And we've been doing well. We've been doing our best. But there's a new level that he wants to commission over us as a house. There's a new level. And we've, we've been talking about Ryan and Louise and just asking the Lord for some ways and some, some uh, ideas from heaven how to do that. And we feel like he's, he's doing that at the moment. And we'll, we'll share those, some of those things in the coming months. And, but we want to be obedient to him. But I want to tell you this morning, he's commissioning you. If you feel stretched, it's because he's commissioning you. If you feel like you're in a season where maybe you're just questioning some things, he's commissioning you. If, you, if you're in a season, maybe you have complete peace and everything's going dandy and you could just stay like that for the rest of your life, but for some reason he won't let you go, it's because he wants to commission you. He wants to bring about multiplication, multiplication, procreation, increase, exporters, all of these words, that's the kingdom, the kingdom of God. And we can look at what we've got right now there's, and there's a powerful, powerful thing. It's so easy to look at what we haven't got, but start looking at what you have. Just even those one or two little things. Maybe just, maybe it's a key relationship. Maybe it's a gift here or it's an avenue there. That one thing that you have, begin looking at it and begin to ask the Lord to show you how to begin to multiply the kingdom in that area. Maybe with people or resources or whatever he's given you. Um, Graham Cook had a great line that he used that stuck with me. It might be profound for you. It might not be. And um, I haven't even got it written down. Let's see if I can remember it. He said that all of heaven's resources are attracted to the Jesus in you. All of heaven's resources. So whatever we have need of, we just delve into the kingdom of heaven with Jesus and we find the resources. We find the answers. It might not be what we are actually wanting. He told me some things this morning when I was praying that I wasn't really expecting. That's okay. If we don't have our agenda ahead of his agenda, then we'll be able to hear his voice and we'll be able to follow. And he'll be able to pursue us and trust us. It's a huge thing, trust in the kingdom, isn't it? Can he trust us with the resources? Can he trust us with fame? Can he trust us with favor? Can he trust us with blessing? Can he trust us with whatever he's giving us and going to give us? Well, we pray that he can. Let me finish with this. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. You all know it. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. What he's talking about there is the clothes, the food. He's talking about all the material things. See, he still wants to bless us with those material things, but they can't take precedence over the kingdom. Seek first his kingdom. Seek first his kingdom. I was thinking uh, this morning, actually, and I hope the kids don't mind me sharing this, but it's coming out anyway. But anyway, it's, it's no bad thing. It's no bad thing. I was thinking how... A few years ago, we'd take them down to the beach, you know, maybe at uh, Sea for Moana, and you can drive onto the beach, and, and um, just to f- sometimes burn some energy, probably for me as much as anything, I'd line the kids up, and we'd do sprint races on the sand, and, you know, catch the, catch the stick in the sand or whatever else, and um, we'd, all, we'd all be at different levels, determined, you know, depending on the age, 
And um, I was thinking about it, and I just heard the Lord whisper to me this morning, that was the kingdom. That was the kingdom. I've never thought about it before. Never thought about it in that way before. But that was the kingdom. Sometimes those simple little things, ultimately God loves family. And if mum, dad are in family, building family, loving family, training family, how to seek first the kingdom, then that's the kingdom, isn't it? And so I want to encourage you this week, maybe even write down Matthew 6, chapter 33. Write it down, put it somewhere prominent. I'll, I'll, I'll put it in my notes so that I see it every morning when I go to it. Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Don't worry about the all these things. Seek first his kingdom. We worry about all these things when we should be seeking first the kingdom. And when we seek first his kingdom, we begin to get his perspective, his heart. We begin to find his resources. We begin to realize, man, I've been worrying about six things that just are not even worth worrying about. I can't do anything about them anyway. So what am I worrying about them for? Let someone else worry. I will stay in peace. I will live in the kingdom. I will believe the kingdom. I will choose to believe his word over the circumstances. It's, it's a really weird deal, believing the word of God over what we're actually seeing, isn't it? And I often get tripped up with this, reading the word, reading, by his stripes you are healed, by his stripes you are saved, and that he wants everyone to be healed, but we don't always see that. So we have a quandary of the gap of the word of God and our experience, and we have a choice of which one are we going to believe? Are we going to believe what we've seen take place? But then we think, well, hang on, that's just a localized belief. That's not a global belief because there's a lot of people around the world seeing incredible stuff. So their experience is different than ours. So if we temper our beliefs just on our experience, we're going to have a very lowest common denominator kind of faith, aren't we? We must have the Word of God lining us, adjusting us, and sharpening us. And that's, that's all I got, guys. So, you know, how's that, Russ? Is that okay? <laughs> Russ, is, he's just one of my biggest fans, and uh, I love him for that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's, I love him, but yeah. Let's stand. And um, Lord, we pray that today you would leave us with a residual of the kingdom a residual anointing to seek more of the kingdom, a residual hunger that would chase us down, pursue us for more of the kingdom, more of your love and your presence and your power and what the kingdom of God really looks like in this community, in this region and in this state of South Australia. Lord, we pray for great things. I pray for anyone struggling this morning. I can sort of hear in the back of my head some even just saying, oh, I don't even know how to do that. I may not even be good enough to do that. I want to tell you, start allowing his love to wash over you and you'll begin to see the kingdom. Start reading the Beatitudes, Matthew chapter 5. If you're poor, good on you. You're in the perfect place. If you're feeling humbled, you're in a brilliant location. If you're feeling weak and poor and humbled and beaten up and even persecuted, Matthew 5 says, you are exactly the right candidate to see the kingdom of heaven right now. Right now. Lord, we thank you that your kingdom is completely opposite to our kingdom. 
So we say, Lord, deluge us with your kingdom. Deluge us with the kingdom of heaven. Deluge us with the kingdom of God, the kingdom of Christ. Lord, let it rain upon us day and night. Even this week, I pray for a fresh anointing in the kingdom, a fresh anointing to hear the voice of God. Lord, so that those seeds would rise up into plants, those plants into trees, those trees into procreation. And Lord, we pray that anointing over us as a house, as a people, families. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Some people, even in the coming month, look at it on the calendar, April, are going to get fresh ideas, kingdom ideas. Kingdom ideas, kingdom ideas. Listen to his voice and you might need to strategize it and get robust with it and it might not be perfect from day one. But there's kingdom ideas coming to some as you delve into the kingdom and allow it just to overtake you. Creativity, creativity, kingdom creativity, kingdom creativity, kingdom creativity. Yeah, shikaraba. I just sort of can see some really good there might be pictures or photos, I don't know what they are, of, I don't even know birds, but they're birds, right? Um, and, and what I sense from that is there's just some creative flow that's coming and it might be digital, it might be paint, I don't know what it is, but there's kingdom creativity that he wants to release over some in this house. And so Lord, we, we just receive that by faith right now, right now. There's solutions for some of you have been beating your head for a year or 18 months, 12 to 18 months. You've been beating your head against the same resistance and the same problems. He has kingdom solutions in the next month, the month of April. He has kingdom solutions for you. And Lord, we just receive them right now by faith in Jesus' mighty name. In fact, he has solutions to everyone's problems. Wow, that's a great ending right there. <laughs> Bless you this week. I know it's random. <laughs> yeah, I'm empty so <laughs> and sweaty. But let's give a couple of people a hug. Just bless them. Speak the kingdom over them. And uh, we look forward to seeing those guys who are here tomorrow night for Supernatural School. It's going to be an amazing night. Bless you this week and enjoy coffee together. <laughs> <laughs>